The following is audio from The Refuge Church. Every sermon is an invitation to understand, obey, and enjoy God. More information about The Refuge Church is available at therefugechurch.us. Good morning, and thank you. Um, Welcome. Um, You're joining us in our second week of Advent, and uh, it's kind of a fun... Um, funny uh, sermon uh, schedule, uh, scandalous songs of Christmas. Um, we're not talking grandma got hit, hit by a reindeer. Um, we are taking certain songs uh, from the Bible uh, and talking about the cost of Christmas. And there is a cost of Christmas Uh, Christ came to be present with us to pay for the penalty of sin. And there would be no need for him to come if there wasn't sin. There would be no need for him if if we were not under the condemnation of sin. And that that is the price of Christmas, that a baby came to dwell with us, to identify with us, to walk with us with the end goal to die as a lamb for our redemption. Um, Last week, uh, Daniel uh, started the sermon series with talking about um, the fall and the choices that were made by Adam and Eve and how even from the beginning uh, in the song of judgment, uh, God proclaims his good news and stating that uh, the snake would bite the hill of the man and the man would crush the head of the snake. In the gospel, even in the, in the middle of that woe, is told. Today I have the privilege of spending some time with Zachariah and his story and talking about uh, the scandalous things that go on um, and how again Christ is the answer. He is the hope. In the middle of that woe, he is the one that has come to be present with us and redeem us from our sin. Um, verses. You, you started out with verses in um, the Advent reading. I just want to break this down and walk through this with you a little bit and talk about what was the scandal, talk about how did they react uh, in life and what God did uh, to restore his people. Um, let's talk a little bit about, let's give you a little context. Who is Zachariah and his wife Elizabeth? Um, starting in Luke 1, verse 5, and going through 25. When uh, when Herod was king of Judea, 
there was a Jewish priest named Zechariah. He was a member of the priestly order. And his wife, Elizabeth, was also uh, of a priestly line of Aaron. Zechariah and uh, Elizabeth were righteous in God's eyes, careful careful to obey all the Lord's uh, commands and regulations. They had no children because Elizabeth, Elizabeth was unable to conceive, and they were very old. So, who are we talking about here? Uh, a few things uh, to pull out about Zechariah and his wife. They both come from a priestly line. They have great lineage. Um, they come from uh, the the line of Aaron. Um, this is a this is a couple that has committed themselves to serving the Lord and being and proclaiming his name. And it goes further uh, to say that they were righteous and holy in God's eyes and held uh, God's commands and regulations. They were flawless in the law as a people. But we also see a scandal they're very old and they don't have a child. And these days, um, that is not a huge scandal. Uh, we may not understand why we would use the word scandal to describe this. Um, in those days, to have children was, was seen as a blessing of God. It was seen as a way of passing on the heritage of your family to the next generation. In that heritage of knowing God to the next generation. It was, wasn't just financial. We talk about heirs these days. It wasn't about just passing their expense or their Uh, income to the next generation. It was passing their whole culture, their whole being as a family. And this family did not have an heir. And they were getting to uh, the age where it seemed impossible to have an heir. Um, And I and in verse 25, um, Elizabeth says that this was her disgrace. Uh, kind of a strong word. This is her disgrace. And I, I was trying to, I was trying to picture what this would look like. Um, all the neighbors walking by their their place and all kind of talking to one another but not really talking to them about the problem them going to the temple and maybe in some way feeling responsible um, my wife 
had a miscarriage. And um, though I think I do well in the Lord at times, and my wife is much stronger in the Lord than I am at, at times, we both asked ourselves, did we do something wrong? Have we failed in following God in some way uh, when we had that miscarriage? And I think this is the type of woe that was going on in the life of um, Zechariah, in the life of Elizabeth. Uh, Don't talk about it. Don't, Don't deal with it. But it was a a point of their disgrace. What what was more, uh, even more challenging or more disgraceful uh, was uh, Zechariah worked as a priest and he drew lots. Uh, As the story goes on, he drew, drew lots and he... My verse jumped. Excuse me. And he was drew lots, and he had duty in the in the temple. And his duty in the temple uh, was to go in and light the candles of incense. Uh, and offer prayer. And there is this group of individuals outside praying also. And it says that why he was standing there and praying uh, in the sanctuary, in verse 11, it says, Zechariah was in the sanctuary, and the angel of the Lord appeared to him, standing uh, to the right of the incense altar. Zachariah was shaken uh, and overwhelmed with fear when he saw him. But the angel said, do not be afraid. God has heard your prayer. Uh, Your wife Elizabeth will give you a son and you are to name him John. You will will have uh, great joy and gladness uh, and many will rejoice about his birth. For he will be great in the eyes of the Lord. He must never touch wine or alcoholic drinks. He will be filled uh, with the Holy Spirit even before birth. And he will turn the Israelites to their Lord, their God. He will be a man with the spirit and power of Elijah. He will prepare the people for the coming Lord. He will turn the hearts Uh, of their fathers and their children and he will cause those who are rebellious to accept the wisdom of the godly. And this is Zechariah's response. Zechariah said to the angel, how can this be? How can this happen? I am an old man and my wife is also uh, well in years. The second scandalous part of this is uh, Zachariah's reaction to God's promise. Um, I, I 
put in, I work with youth, so the way I would say this is, he goes, yeah, right. You're going to do what? Um, to, to the angels. Zechariah, notice the scandalous part. He's a priest. He's sitting in the sanctuary, the Holy of Holies, lighting candles. An angel stands before him and gives him the word of God. And what is Zechariah's response? What? I, I don't see that as happening. It, it shows to me, um, Daniel last week, uh, from the fall, sin begins. And it shows how ingrained sin has become. Shows how ingrained man and sin have become. And maybe, maybe you, you have responded in the same way. I know that I have responded in the same way. That God has given me a pro- promise, and I have decided that I'm not going to take Him at His word. And I go and decide to do my own thing. Maybe you've been there before too. Maybe you feel like Elizabeth and uh, Zechariah and there's certain areas of your life that just feel like disgrace. And you don't feel like God can touch that or have a part in that. The angel says, I am Gabriel. I stand in the very presence of God. It was he who sent me to bring you this good news. But now since you didn't believe what I said, I will silence and you will be unable to speak until your child is born. For my words will certainly be fulfilled in its proper time. Meanwhile, the people uh, were waiting for Zechariah to come out of the sanctuary and wondering what was taking so long. When they finally uh, did come out, he couldn't speak. And then the charade started going on where he tries to describe what happened uh, to the crowd. And this is where we're left for nine months. Zechariah not being able to speak. He comes home from his duty and his wife is pregnant. And in nine months, his boy is born. We pick up the story in uh, verse 57. When it was time for Zachariah's baby to be born, uh, she gave birth to a son. And all the neighbors come over, and all the girls come gabbing. (laughs) And they celebrate with uh, them. And Elizabeth says, God has been merciful uh, to her, and everyone rejoices with her. 
But then it comes to the uh, the um, naming of the baby. And all the neighbors go, hey, why don't you call him Zachariah after the father? And uh, the mom says, I'm going to call him John. And the neighbors kind of insist. Well, no one's in your family named John. They're all Zacharias. Hey, let's go get the dad. And they bring the dad in. And the dad has learned by now. The dad has learned by now. God was faithful in what he was going to say and what he was going to do. And he gave them a son. And the angel said, that boy's name is to be John. And they hand Zechariah a tablet and he says, this boy's name going to be John. <laughs> and his tongue is loosened. And he can speak. I, I want to spend uh, the primary amount of our time in uh, the song. Because uh, the song is amazing. Um, it's um, not what not what one would expect um, of a father that just got his uh, a son and waited so long. Uh, but it speaks to the hope that Zachariah um, has. Um, you would expect. You would expect that Zechariah uh, would lead out praising that he uh, had John, uh, but he he goes to a whole different level, whole different place. Filled with the Holy Spirit, he starts talking about the plan that God uh, has for his people. And he starts praising uh, God for that plan. Um, the first half of the the song uh, does not deal with John per se; it deals with a broader picture, and it begins this way: "Blessed uh, be the Lord God of Israel, for He has visited and redeemed His people." is his opening uh, statement. Uh, Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. What does that mean? Uh, Visited and redeemed his people. Um, We get this picture that God came near. Um. I, I don't know about you. Uh, I I grew up with this conception of God that he was a hard God and he was far away. And he was making judgments about my life and waiting to kind of put his thumb on, on me uh, when I did wrong. This is my perception of Jesus before I came to know him was one of judgment and one of distance. Um, but it it states in the 
in these gospels that we're going to look at, in these stories that we look at, that he is Emmanuel. God is with us. He came near and he drew us near. He isn't this impersonal, faraway God that doesn't know us, doesn't want relationship with us. He's a God that has come near, even to the point of sending his, the child as a baby among us to fill our, our woe. Um, he isn't he isn't a God that is distant and removed. He is a God that enjoys being with his people. And second, he has redeemed us. And we'll be spending a, a amount of this uh, time speaking about that second half. He has come to redeem us. He has come to find us where we are in that woe and purchase us out of where we are. Purchase us out of the slavery to sin and place us where we are anew in Christ. Zechariah continues. He says, you have raised up a horn of salvation for us in the house of your servant David. And he spoke uh, by the mouth of his holy prophets of old that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand uh, of all who hates us. He goes on and says, the Lord has raised up such a horn now in the house of the servant of David. And he is, he is calling out that this, this baby that's going to be born six months from when John is born is going to be this Messiah. Um, this person that has come to be with us, this person that has come to save us, it isn't going to be his son. His son is, uh, we are, have already seen, is going to be this prophet, this person that makes the way. He, he's from the wrong line, line of Levi. It's going to be a different uh, child. And this child is uh, going to be from the line of David, the royal line of David. And there hasn't been a king from David's line for several years. It's been dormant. People have given up hope that this uh, king is to come. But in, filled with this Holy Spirit, uh, Zachariah says this uh, child is going to come and he's going to be from the uh, line of David. And later when we look at uh, Jesus, if we look at Jesus, we see that he comes from this royal line. And he continues to show mercy, uh, a promise to our forefathers, to remember the holy covet, covenant 
uh, the oath that he swore to our fathers, Abraham, to grant us that we, being delivered uh, from the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness before him all of our days. He goes on and he's already looked at the this person would come from the line of David and then he goes back even farther. And he goes, you, you all know the promise that was given to Abraham. The promise that uh, I will protect you. The promise that you're going to uh, be a blessing and your seed is going to be a blessing to all of the nations. And this Messiah, this baby, is going to be that blessing. This person that is coming to be with us and be a redemption for us is going to be the answer uh, to this uh, covenant. And again, if you look at Jesus, his lineage goes all the way back to Abraham. I I, I want to just dwell for a second here. Uh, being delivered from the hand of our enemies might uh, serve, we might serve him without fear in holiness and righteousness uh, before him all of our days. This is the purpose of Jesus coming. Though, again, Jesus would not be distant, would not uh, be foreign, but would be in our presence and redeem us, purchase us from that darkness and bring us into a place of right with him. That we don't have to be afraid. We don't need to be separate any longer we can be in his presence and serve him and be in relationship with him. Um, now we get to about halfway uh, through the the uh, song and now Zachariah starts to uh, boast a little bit about his son. Um, I, I've had two careers in my my lifetime, two careers. I've had many jobs, but two careers. Um, in high school, um, I decided to go after an art scholarship. And I went to my father and I said, I'm going to um, go to art school. And my father, being kind of like me, me being kind of like him, sarcastically replies, you don't want to make money. And I said, well, okay, that would be nice if I could, but uh, I'm going to go to art school. And then I went to art school and ran a career in art for a little while. And then because of uh, some interactions with a coffee shop, uh, I decided to um, go back and study counseling. 
biblical counseling. And I remember the day I sat down and had a discussion with my father again. And he looks at me and uh, he goes, I love you, son, but you don't want any kind of security whatsoever. Um, um, and um, it, it's, it's natural uh, for a father to boast about his kids. I, if you've ever had a conversation with me about Liam, um, I, I talk about him all the time. The second half of the um, the song of praise is about his son, and and I think it was great joy to Zechariah that his son would be tied to this redeemer in the way that he he is um, picking up, and your child will be uh, called a prophet of the Most High. For you will go before the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation to his people uh, in forgiveness of their sins because of the tender mercy of God, whereby the rising, uh, sh- the sunrise shall uh, visit us from on high and give light to those that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Um, just an incredibly strong statement. Uh, uh, so many truths here. Um, that the Lord would come and be our salvation. That, he, that Jesus would come and be our forgiveness of sins that through Jesus he would show his mercy to us that he would uh, through Jesus Jesus would be the light that would shine in the darkness that he would be our peace leading us out of that darkness That Jesus would come and totally redeem his people. What is this darkness, this deep dark shadow that is spoken of here? This deep dark shadow uh, we deal with each and every day. It is our sin, and it is the cost of that sin uh, that is death. This is the cost of Christmas. Sin is, is here, and it needed a solution. And Christ came to shine light, not turn away from it, but to bring freedom from it. He is our redemption, our salvation, the forgiveness of sins, the tender mercy of God, the light that conquers darkness and death. 
and our feet that are uh, being guided to the way of peace. This is the Savior that would come. Just Zachariah couldn't uh, believe that a born a boy would be born to him, and he would not take God at his word. But God did it, and John was born. Six months from this time uh, in this story, Jesus is born. John and Jesus meet meet again. Uh, John's baptizing people by a river and, and sees Jesus and says, that is the Lamb of God, the one that the light of the world that came after me, but really came before me. And Jesus died on a cross, just as, again, he stated would happen. Um, just two thoughts. Um, what is... What is the thing that the skeletons you're deciding to keep in your closet? What is the disgraceful thing? The thing that you are welcome to just keep in the dark? Are you believing God's word about those things? and how he can resolve those things through his son. Um, The second thing. Um, Each of us uh, here, uh, I know so many of you, you have experienced the redemption of Christ. You have experienced being freed from sin you have experienced uh, being bought and made new in this wonderful season. Is that not praiseworthy? Does that not uh, draw you to worship? Uh, Does that not cause you to be like Zachariah and go tell everyone? Um, as we go into a a time of worship again. um, Join me in prayer and we'll continue in the presence of the Lord. Lord, I just thank you. I praise you. I thank you that um, you did not stay far away, but you came near. I thank you that you are intimately involved in your your children's lives. That uh, you were a sufficient sacrifice for our sin. You were a, sa- a sufficient sacrifice to draw us out of darkness. That it is your joy to make things new. That is your joy to show tender mercy to us.
I thank you and praise you for who you are and what you have done uh, for mankind, uh, for me. Just praise you. Thank you. Your son's name. Amen.